Well, hello, everybody. We are back for episode four of Big Brother Hogwarts, the Diagon Alley Dash, the recap show. I am joined here, as always, with my co-host, Dustin. Dustin, good evening. How are you? What's the stitch? Very, very well. Um, I just caught up on Survivor. No spoilers for anyone, so make sure you check out the episode. Uh, you were just calling this the weekly recap. We really... um need like a name for this by now um bill especially with you and your like harry potter theme world out there we need a better name than it probably should be bbh the rememberall i guess would make more sense but i've made all the graphics to say the recap so i think we're just gonna stick with that but it's always awesome to see you on a weekly basis. Thank you for providing the platform for us to take our deep dive into the Pensieve and review, relive, rethink everything BBH season two. This week, we are joined by a power thruple, uh, <laughs> Antonio from Ravenclaw, Nick from Ravenclaw, and someone who we've been talking about a lot and haven't had on the show yet. Ray from House Slytherin. Hello, you three. Welcome to the recap show. How are you? Fantastic. I'm doing good. Excited to be here. Great. Um, and always, we start every recap episode off with our Lexi shots. So, Lexi, if you're waiting, we have our shots ready. So, for those of you that are partaking, watching at home, for those of you that are here with us tonight, I know it's a Wednesday, but Cheers. Megan says, ready for the Lexi shot, so. All right. Cheers. Woo. Good, because we have a lot to go over, folks. Especially we do have a lot to go over. Um, I'm not playing favorites. However, if I were to rank episodes of BBH Season 2, I think Episode 4 really ranks incredibly high on my list. I think that the two competitions that we'll relive tonight were some of the funner, the more fun, the funniest ones. I think there was a lot of strategy. I mean, I say it every week. I don't really know what's going on. I'm kind of just reading my phone and raggling people. But it looked like there was quite a lot of strategy going on, some potential backstabs and blindsides going on in this episode. And I think at the heart of it all in episode four is this fabulous entanglement of threes that we have here so and i'm making fabulous up. threes we have applications for season three right here i will throw the link in the description here in just a moment so make sure if you are watching this take a moment apply and we might see you here on this recap remember all next season yeah um so antonio let's start with you um before we kind of talk about the episode, I always like to ask all of the guests who are on how their experience was kind of coming into the game. I know that I just think based off of things that you said in the reunion and things that you talked about in the game and things that we've talked about since, um, this was a somewhat of a test for you, a bigger deal. You had played one live game in the past, so you kind of came into this with really specific expectations for how you wanted to play, correct? Why don't you talk to me about your strategy coming in or your thoughts coming in or why you wanted to play BBH. Uh, yeah, we'll just start there. Okay. Um, so I wanted to play BBH solely because I love Harry Potter. Second, I'm a, on the spectrum of things, I'm a, I'm a Big Brother super fan. Um, 
So when everybody else is off watching Survivor, I did not watch the episode tonight, so it's not a spoiler for me, but I prefer to watch Big Brother. Anyway, um, uh, what was the other part? So this this being my second game, I just really wanted to do better than I did the first time. Nick hosted Synergy Season 1. He saw my tragic end in the second round. Um, So I just wanted to do better, and I already knew, you know, this type of game is going to be more social than what the challenge was in Synergy. So I already know how to utilize that because I've been playing orcs for two years. So it's easy to talk to people. I already know I'm likable. So just do what I already know and just make it work. That was really my game plan going in. And then it worked. (laughs) It worked out quite well, I think, for you. (laughs) The only person to get eliminated from BBH2 without a single vote. (laughs) So there you go. Thank you. Um, Ray, let's hop over to you because this whole world was completely new to you. You had no idea what a live reality game was until you saw me post something about it on Instagram and then you decided to give it a whirl. So what was your thoughts, your expectations? What what did you think was going to come out of this? Yeah, so when I saw you post it online, I was like, I love Harry Potter. I've been watching Big Brother since like season three of Big Brother with my mom. And I was like, these are two things I love. I'm super excited. I applied. I got in, surprisingly. Still had no idea what an LRG or an ORG was. Um, And it wasn't until I was sitting on the plane from California to Nashville that I was like, you know, I'm just so consumed by my job the rest of the time. And I'm sitting on the plane and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm about to go do. I don't know who any of these people are. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm probably going to be the first one eliminated. And then I got there and... I became even more overwhelmed when I saw how many pre-existing connections there already were. And I felt like, oh, damn, like I am going to have no social game. I'm already super nervous talking to all these strangers and now they already know each other. And it was funny hearing Nick saying like, oh, you know, I was the last one to arrive. I'm going to be an easy target. But Nick, let me tell you, when everybody found out who the final arriving house guest was, it was like Taylor Swift was coming to the house. Ah, Don't tell him that. It'll get you. You were such a celebrity. And then when you won the first HOH, Lexi and I, who had been talking already, looked at each other and were like, oh, great. So (laughs) we don't know anybody. We don't know what we're doing. And now this like superstar is the HOH. So we're going to be easy first targets. Um, So... I loved it. I loved the entire weekend and it was such an amazing experience. Awesome. So speaking about the superstar himself, Nicholas, you were the lonely, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were the only person from BBH org on this cast. I try to make sure that someone who's played the online version of my game always has representation. Like I want every season of the live game, live game to have representation from players that have played the online game. And while in season one, we had a few, I think you were the only one this season. How did this compare to the online version of the game? I think both versions being hosted by you, you're, you're, you make the experience very immersive. So it's a very fun time. I'm, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. And um, similarly to these two, actually, Big Brother is my thing, too. It's like my favorite game ever. I'd never played a Big Brother game before this. This was like, Oh, really? Yeah, this was my seventh live game, I think. It was the first Big Brother one. I had been waiting to, like, jump into a Big Brother game. And, and um, it was just a lot of fun. So if you haven't ventured out to play uh, LRGs, like, venture out and do it. You never know. You literally never know what, you know, what can come up at. Um, now I got to ask, we talked about that. 
wall competition that we did yes. in the first round on the first episode. We talked about that with Lexi. We watched Stacy beat the shit out of the brick wall. We relived that moment. That was really fun. Um, I think, and I'm probably sure after watching it back, everybody on this call would agree, but you had the most unique and probably the most best strategy to that strategy of like being sing-songy when you were clicking all the bricks just was that natural or did you kind of pick up on it as you went because i know you're a music teacher so it took like until like the third round when you were saying about three and i was like oh we can make this a thing but when i was playing that challenge i think um going into lrg like my first lrg to now i you know going in you have to like especially early, you'll get really nervous and you start looking at every little thing. And for a challenge like that, I wasn't like, okay, it's yellow. Now it's blue. And now it's blue. And now it's yellow. And I wasn't doing that. It was just like step back full picture. I wasn't memorizing colors. I was memorizing the pattern with my eyes. And I was just saying the colors as I went, I wasn't even like, it wasn't even like, okay, now it's yellow. And now it's blue. It's like, okay, here, 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 here. I can still remember like the first six for whatever reason. It's just, it just stays. It just stays there. Yeah. And I, I think I wanted to bring this up at the end of the episode tonight, but I'm really worried that I'm going to forget about it or that we'll run out of time. But um, Nicholas, you hold a very special place in my heart. I mean, we both played our first live game together. Mm-hmm. We walked into that massive Mayhem Manor house, terrified out of our wits, thinking that we both were probably going to go super, super early. I think you had a little bit harder of a time making connections throughout that game than I did. I was a little bit more buffered. I didn't tell you that, but I think you found that out as the game Mm -hmm. went on, but we really kind of looked out for each other. We really protected each other. And to watch you go from that moment of us walking into the mayhem manor house, terrified off of our butts to see you just living your life and going and playing these games and now being hosted on your own. Your story has just been so awesome to watch. So Thank you. And I, and I want to say, you know, this was like the first, and I, I know Ray said like I was the superstar coming. I will say this is probably the first LRG I've kind of felt like that. I think like as you play, you get the connections and you know, you know some people. And and yeah, I mean, uh, just, just coming in, like my first live game, I knew two people. It was Bill and our relationship was only Bill had hosted me online and I knew Peyton. And I didn't like Peyton that much. <laughs> so was, those were the only two people out of 20-something that I knew, 30-something that we knew in that season. And so going from literally knowing nobody in my first season, now this, I knew a lot of people, too many people. Um, you know, of course, I would love it to be a super organic game, but that's the community, you know, we we live in and, and play in right now. But um, it was just nice that I didn't feel, like, so overwhelming, like, I don't know. I, it just felt like I was playing. I didn't feel super nervous at any point because it was like, if I go, I go. But I'm here to play and I'm here to have fun. And it was a great experience. It was a lot of fun. Now, you played and we were talking earlier about winning the first competition. Now, it's always in everyone's mind. What if I had won that first one? Like, everybody's mm-hmm. up for grabs. Um, so I'm curious, um, Antonio and Ray, uh, right off the bat, had you <laughs> had a memory sing song thing like Nick did here? Um, Antonio, who are you putting up on the block, first of all? <laughs> God, um, that's really hard because I feel like I made a lot of good connections that first evening. Um, and this is before that first evening, too. This is like right off the bat, aren't we? So, yeah, so we had, a, I, I guess, because the game started like later that evening. So those few hours, like when everyone was still arriving, I guess. So gotcha. for me, at that point, 
it probably would have been one Erica, only because when she first initially got there, I noticed that she did like this whole Slytherin thing and she brought them all upstairs. I didn't feel real comfortable with that. I was like, oh no, this is not cute. Same thing she did in season one, I'll add. Didn't learn her lesson then, I don't think. <laughs> and I was like, why would she do this in front of everybody? Um, and then second... Now, is it just because that's a Slytherin thing? Or like, no, if you see not. all the Hufflepuffs go into a room, you're like, okay, they're just having fun. They're Hufflepuffs. But Slytherins, <laughs> you got to watch out for those. <laughs> um, I think my second probably would have been Don. I, um, he was one of the people I just didn't, I like Don, but we just didn't have the same vibe, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray, are you, who are you um, vibing with or maybe not so vibing with? I was vibing uh, with my Slytherins, which I found out was a, a fraud <laughs> much later than I would have liked to have known. Um, other, uh, and if I had known that it was just a sham, I probably would have put Erica up. And I probably would have put Erica up um, when I nominated Don and Amber had I not thought that this whole Slytherin thing was real. But regardless, I think, you know, that first um hoh i would have nominated kendra or stacy and not because they ended up being the final two those were just the two people that i felt like i had talked to the least um when that competition had taken place interesting this is a really great question let's make sure that we ask everybody this at the start of the episode because these all of that would have changed the game i think bill and i like to be very organic in this we have nothing written down we're just going with the flow bill probably has like an itinerary and bullet points and everything. I just <laughs> hop in when I can. <laughs> um, that's really, really interesting. Um, so, okay. So as always, what we're going to do is we're going to walk kind of round by, well, not round by round, but like comp by competition. We'll talk during the competitions. We'll watch some of the competitions. We'll listen to uh, the nomination speech. Uh, we'll listen to the exit interview and um i'm really excited to watch these i think i'm the moat i'm this is definitely around that i'm super excited to watch the confessional and the vote for because there was a lot going on here i believe a power was played even though it didn't even really need to be played but i believe y'all kind of combined a power there and used it so we will get into the weeds of it all but if we go kind of do a quick recap uh, last round, it was the first of three double expulsions where we saw Josh get on the block after Ray took himself down, winning the power of veto. And it ended up being Josh from Slytherin and Benji from Hufflepuff. Yeah, Nick had some really interesting insight on that during that confessional video. Nick, it was really your plan had anybody else won and took, I think you said like Lexi or Benji off. It was Ray that was going to be placed on the block. Wasn't that the whole plan you were talking about in your confessional? I don't remember. No, it was it was Josh. No, yeah. No, it was it, Josh because Josh was coming after me. I was like livid because I heard Josh was like spreading my name, I think. I think. Oh. I, I could be wrong. Because Ray was already on the block. Mm -hmm. Had Ray stayed on the block, you would have gotten both off and you were excited about that. I remember. Yeah, I really wanted to save Benji. He's mm -hmm. my baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so let's go to our HOH competition where we, I forgot what I said. I said it in the post, but we went to the 
repair shop. And this repair shop is notoriously known for fixing things that are all wizard and witch related. This is where Juan goes to get here. Ron goes to get his Wando tape to fix the wand that he broke in half that never really kind of worked well afterwards, but they did their best to fix his wand. So I knew that since that was such a critical element of the story and we were already in Diagon Alley, I needed to include it. Cords are not for eating. They are for plugging in your dad's power source. Please do not chew on that. Thank you. Um, so we will share the screen here. And the whole point of this was I like to embed elements of pop culture into my games. I'm not a big sports person. I'm somewhat of a political person, but people don't really like talking about those things. So the only other stuff that I got is pop culture. And I knew when I was thinking of this idea of repairing, originally I wanted to have some sort of slider puzzle where like, it was shattered and they had to cast a spell to put it all back together. But uh, as time kind of came crunching down, we realized that that wasn't going to happen. So this was a competition that I kind of came up with. I don't want to say close to the start of the game, but it was one where I was like, okay, what can we do? I can no longer get a slider puzzle. And I was like, well, the idea of like fixing a broken heart is really cute. The Amortensia is a huge love potion in, um, the Harry Potter verse. So I thought this idea of taking famous pop culture uh, celebrities and couples and marriages and divorces and having the students kind of lean into their muggle sides a little bit to try and figure out what was going on here was really cool. And throwing these little broken heart pieces all around the house, putting them high, putting them low, putting them behind things, I thought would kind of be a unique competition that I don't think I've ever seen in an LRG before, um, but it really was reminiscent of the craziness that I think Big Brother always brings. All their competitions are chaos. And this I kind of pictured as the run around the house and find something that was changed or the hide and seek competitions that they played in the past. So this was our cute little take on that. And I would give everybody a riddle and they would have to go and find the two pieces of heart that you would combine to showcase the celebrity couples like Twitter name or hashtag name. So we'll listen to my first clue here and then we can kind of like talk about the competition and the strategy. And there was a lot of stuff going on. I think, I keep saying this and I might be wrong, but I think that there was a lot of stuff going on specifically with you three. So I want to clear this up and talk about if there was any strategy, if this was all in my head and everything just happened the way that it happened. But let's listen to the first clue so that the viewers that are watching, if they haven't seen the show last summer, they can kind of get a gist of what the competition is. Then I'll mute this and we can kind of talk about it while we're watching it all transpire. Yeah. Okay. All right, remember when you come out here, you're locked. Ready? All right. Don't go until I say go. This famous couple's love story began when he was a backup dancer for one of her shows. It was one of the biggest tabloid stories when the news broke. So they are now divorced. They have a few sons together. Some would say the relationship was da 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 Bring me the broken heart pieces of this couple. Three, two, one, go. I loved that. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> that was one of the better clues and one that I think I had all of the heart pieces for because this one, uh, I screwed up a couple of things throughout this competition. So Nobody's perfect. What was going on during this competition? What was the strategy? What was the backup strategy? Was there 
things going on under the surface. Tell me all of the things. <laughs> so I think the strategy here early part of the game is definitely you don't want to be first out but you don't want to be last because the rule was if you were the first one wrong, even if you weren't last, you were out. So conversate with people, see what people are grabbing, see if somebody's trying to help you. Don't be last out. Don't be first out. I think that's what it was early game for this, for this HOH comp. Okay. So let other people screw up or let someone else go out first in case they got the wrong hearts. So you kind of have a cushion for yourself. That's a good strategy. What about Did you? you try to like throw something at somebody saying uh, a wrong <laughs> answer just to try to trick them? No, because I only knew like three of these. <laughs> so that's the tea. I didn't know. I knew, I think Brangelina was the only one I knew. So I would just kind of like slither behind people and listen to what they're saying, what, watching what's in their hands. Also early in the, in the challenge for something like this, like spending those early rounds where people are going to be looking for a while, holding on to things and studying where everything is. Mm -hmm. Kind of sad, like when you need it later, like, oh, this is where this is. This is where this is like formulating what these couples could be. Cause I thought I would be slightly better at this, but I think I literally knew one answer. Um, and it wasn't so even the winning one. So I, I, it was just kind of like slithering behind people and trying to steal their answers. And then if I had a different one from someone, I'd be standing there and they're like, uh, 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 until someone volunteers to go first. What about you, right? The three of you were the final three in this competition, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually knew most of the answers, my, maybe minus one before I got my the word that still haunts me, the chavrol. Um, <laughs> um, I think there were, I think Antonio had told me one other answer, but otherwise I felt like I was telling him answers. He was the only one I really trusted in the competition. And so I was playing a very like selfish game um, until Pete was like, Ray, I don't know any of these answers. You, you got to help me out here. And I was like, I don't want to, but then I was like, Pete's been really nice to me this whole game. And so I was like, okay, Pete, this is the answer. And I told him that a couple of times, but eventually he just got out because I think he was the last one out. Um, so I was trying to help him a little bit because I felt like he would have my back. Everyone else I just felt was against me. And then when it came down to me, Nick and Antonio, um, I didn't know the answer. Um, but I also thought that I could trust them to protect me. And that was my, uh, Demise. <laughs> so that was a very interesting moment. So we got to the final three and we're standing out there and Ray says to me and Nick, I'm not going to put you guys up if I win. <clears throat> so we all agree to it. That round ends. Ray gets eliminated. Nick and I go back outside and Nick immediately says to me, I'm not honoring that. <laughs> so in the moment, because I wanted to keep Ray, um, you know, I said, okay, because I still wanted to be good with Nick, who was a Ravenclaw and who I had also told was my number one. Anyway, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um and I, I want to say we see the two of you um, uh, commingle here at the top in a little bit. I recall, I think mm -hmm. you're discussing about who is going to take the win. Like you're talking about it. 
Um, I don't have any of the, like my camera is muted on that side, so I don't pick up the feedback. Um, I did not want HOH. Mm -hmm. I fully like, I didn't want it. I didn't think it was a good time for me to have it. I didn't think it was something like there were things I wanted done in the game. Sure. Um, and I don't even think, and honestly, I probably made a very, very big mistake here. I wanted things done in the game. I don't even know. I don't even think I wanted Ray out the most at the time, but what felt like, what could I do to get something done versus, you know, just sitting there not doing anything with my HOH. I didn't want it. I literally, and I, I hand to God, I picked up a heart and I walked out because I was like, I'm done with this. And it was the right fucking answer. It was. I swear to God, I did not try. I tried to give it to Antonio because I felt good with the Antonio and I didn't want to do anything crazy yet. And I tried to throw it. I did not want this HOH. And then you won your second HOH <laughs> of this season. That's always how it happens, right? The ones we don't want, no. we win. And then the ones that we do want, we lose, right? Yeah. So I thought that that competition was really, really fun. Um, I'm not sure if Dustin and Chris and Angel and Peyton would agree <laughs> because the Thursday night before the game, we're all trying to have a great time, having some drinks, talking about everything. And I was like, okay, everybody take a pair of scissors. Everybody take a pile of hearts. And I want these things perfectly cut. And we need to make sure that we have everything right and put everything in piles and mix everything up. And I think this took us like a good 45 minutes to cut all of the hearts out. And it was like perfectly cut too. I, I'm an 80 percenter. I will admit to this. And Bill's like, these need a little bit more help. And I'm like, they're fine. You're just going to put them on the wall. No one's going to notice. So. I wanted them to like literally connect, right? I wanted it to look cute. I wanted it to feel real. Um, in the perfect world, I would have bought like, magnetic like actual hearts that you could connect um but you know we're not working on a cbs budget here we're working right. on a cps budget <laughs> here. um <laughs> so i had to make ends meet there but i really really enjoyed this competition this was something that um i'd never done before was it fun was it annoying was it like too pop culture heavy i liked it it was fun i enjoyed it yeah i loved it it was very like otev-esque you could have yeah. you could do that challenge in the future. It doesn't even have to be celebrity couples. It could be things that go together and then just give them clues. Totally did that, that synergy. You heard it here for, for first folks. Ask me if you want to use it. I'll say yes, but it would be nice to get the nod, right? That's what we like to do in the LRG. <laughs> All right. So Nicholas wins his second HOH of the season. He wins round four or round one and then wins, wins round four. And uh, I... Don't think I was super shocked with the nominations, but uh, I think other people may have been a little shocked with the nominations. So let's uh, let's watch the nomination speech here and see what uh, we had to say about it. If I get the right one, is this starting to paint a bigger target on Nick? Is my question. Like two wins, he's the only, uh, I guess, repeat winner. Antonio, does that? build up a little bit more about Nick winning so much? So I don't, for me at that time in the game, I don't feel like Nick was never on my radar. Mm -hmm. um, I was genuinely being honest with Nick the entire time up until him, Dewan, and uh, Michael were sitting on the block together. But uh, 
for me, no, that wasn't that wasn't making his target any bigger. I mean, Ray, that must have helped you out a little bit because at first you were like, win this one and then don't win on that one. And then you were like, win this one. So now you see somebody else winning a little bit more. Does that comfort you a little bit, I guess? No. <laughs> <laughs> you needed this one, apparently. Yeah, I um, I really didn't think I was going to go up on the block. I, I don't know. I... I don't know. <laughs> well, let's relive the trauma. So again, Lexi takes her seat as the nomination queen. Ray, you just told these two that you would not nominate them if you win. Uh, how are you feeling? This is the round right before jury. Very important, very important round. So I forgot all about the jury thing until right when I was eliminated and you were like, okay, um, so that completes the pre-jury. And I was just standing there like, <laughs> um, so it was super devastating. I would have loved to make jury. I know everybody says that. Um, but you know, that being said, I did not come to this game planning to be this comp beast that I turned into. Um, but I don't regret winning any of the comps that I did win, except maybe that second HOH. And that was a tie anyway. Um, I honestly think I could have gone up on the block had I not won that first POV. I could have gone up as a replacement nominee easily. Um, and then obviously I needed to win that POV when I was on the block. And that was an amazing feeling to win the POV when you are on the block and be able to save yourself. Um, that was incredible. Uh, I told myself I wasn't going to win that HOH with the hearts. Um, and then I was just doing well. So I kind of ended up in the final three and I'm like, okay, well, I can't, I, if I had known the answer, I probably would have tried to beat Nick because I didn't trust him 100%. I trusted Antonio. I would have thrown it to Antonio um, any day, which it sounds like a lot of people would have. <laughs> um, but, you know, it is what it is. And then I campaigned my ass off when I was um, on the block this time. And I was still just absolutely delusional. I think I thought I was playing a very strong social game. And I quickly found out that that was just delusion. Well, I think you kind of got in the eye of the storm of Hurricane Amber there for a little while, which didn't help. Antonio, would you have kept Ray safe? Had you won? <clears throat> yeah, so I would have never put Ray or Nick up, and that neither one of them would have, would have been a replacement for me at that point. Um, I think at that point, Amber would have probably been one of my nominations, only because I could see her change from when I didn't save them in the earlier round. Uh and then probably still Erica, because I still wasn't getting the strongest vibes from her. So Nick, why Ray? Why Ray and Lexi? Lexi makes sense. That was an initial nominee, right? Mm -hmm. No more blood on your hands. Why Ray? 
Um, also, side note, earlier, my first HOH, um, I don't know who would have been the replacement. Ray, it wouldn't have been you. Genuinely, genuinely, I thought you were doing a really good job. And I do think you were playing a good game. I just think you were against, like, Lexi. And that's the thing about being the block star also. You kind of become this flavor. So you were just kind of just a victim of being next to Lexi. Um, so I do think, please don't think you weren't playing a good, I think you were playing a great game. Everybody, you were in everyone's good graces. I just think, you know, Lexi at the time was just, and that's ultimately why you went up against her. It wasn't just, it wasn't just like, let me put Lexi up because that's easy for me. It's also like, who's going to send Ray out the door. But ultimately I actually think this was my biggest mistake. Um, first off, shouldn't have even had this HOH. Didn't need it. Should have been Antonio's. I don't know that that would have changed the outcome of it. I think I still would have been around the same placement. Um, I kept telling you guys, every time I went to I was like, I'm going to get ninth place. Like, I'm going to get around there. I know it. That's that's where I'm going to be at. I can see it. I can see the game unfolding. I, um, not having HOH there and Antonio having it, I don't think would have changed much. Um, but it just kept coming to mind. I, um, I mentioned it at the game. Um, there was a point where we're standing at the stairs and I've got Dewan and Michael at the top and I'm talking to Lexi. I want to say Ray was up there too. There's a good reason why I lumped Ray up there with them. And I'm pretty sure I don't remember now. I think Ray was up there and I remember I'm talking to Lexi and I want to say someone else is there too. And Dewan and <laughs> Michael, I thought it was so silly, called only Lexi up. This is before nominations, I think. This is... I, I, when was it? this was like before I won my second HOH there was just a point where we were talking and they only called Lexi up to this group and I was like why just Lexi when there's two two other warm bodies standing right here um so coming down I didn't want to do it at this time at the, far too early to do anything crazy again why I didn't want it but I just felt like if I'm gonna do something I've got to take a shot at this group without maybe pissing off a bigger part of this onion per se, if there's layers. So I was like, if I'm going to take a shot, I was, I took a shot at someone. It was Ray. I'm Ray. I'm sorry. In my heart of hearts, strategically looking back, if I'm just going to take everything out of the, <clears throat> I should have done Dewan and Michael. If I had to, I shouldn't have had that HOH at all. But if I was going to do anything, I think anything that would have changed my trajectory in the game and I would have gone further. I think it would have been Dewan and Michael. I was feeling Michael. I just met him. Dewan would have been hard. I've known Dewan for a while, although I've gone against Dewan in games before, but it's hard to be that first one to draw blood. So I'm very sorry, Ray. You're playing such a strong game. I just had to take the shot at someone. Didn't want it to be then, but. <laughs> I think that moment you're talking about um, where they called Lexi upstairs was at the double eviction um, there was all this, you know, hearsay, Josh was lying about his LRG experience, that kind of thing. So I was called in to this meeting with Michael, Dewan, Kendra randomly, and then we pulled Lexi in and that was where the whole house was going to save Benji. And then everyone kind of flipped and decided that we were going to save Lexi. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like, okay, we have one, two, three, four, five or, or something. And everyone was so against Josh at that point. And then they were like, oh, we feel bad for Benji, but we want to save Lexi. I, I think that that may have been that moment. Um, but interesting about the Dewan and Michael uh, possible nominees, that that's super interesting because I feel like next to you and Stacy, who was on no one's radar except mine, apparently, um, I think Michael was like the name that everybody kept saying, like in the beginning when I first got there, like, oh my God, Michael, oh my God, Michael, oh my God, Michael. So I think that he was another one that like 
very much flew under the radar. Absolutely. Michael was an absolute beast this game. And he had, in the beginning, I helped him find that power. I put my eggs there. I was so excited. Mm -hmm. And then I saw the same thing you saw. Michael this and Michael that. And Michael's here and Michael's there and Michael's everywhere. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's an issue here. And I knew it. And I just felt like he was getting closer to Dewan. And I was like, there was like a weird wall between me and Dewan. I don't know that I was thinking it in the game of nominating them. Again, did not want that HOH. But looking back strategically, looking at the chessboard, I think I could have changed my trajectory and gone further if I would have put up Dewan and Michael at the time. I would have targeted Michael over Dewan, I think, at the time. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. Michael had lot of power in this game i think he was very well connected he knew how to talk to people to get what he wanted so to see the two of them up together early would have been very interesting uh you mentioned taking a shot at ray so just a quick little shout out to um our viewers watching uh benji says look at all the wonderful humans on screen uh benji also suggests a lexi shot benji you're late to the party where we start with that you know maybe convince bill to take another one later for sure (laughs) um and then a little bit of clarification from um kendra watching here um about the round earlier you were just discussing kendra was never told like the vote had switched to Mm -hmm. me neither i thought it was benji too that was another i'm not sure it may have been stacy yeah, so it was me, Ray, Stacy, Mike, mm-hmm. and Dewan. I think that yeah, Lexi got one. called up, and I was just, I'm not cool with that. I'm just I it was weird, and and maybe I was feeling sensitive at the time because I wanted Benji to stay at the time. I so maybe I was feeling a little bit like now I'm on a raft. So you know, that was part of it. All right. Well, that brings us to our power prefect competition. And we traveled to the fictitious cafe in Diagon Alley called Espresso Patronum. I thought that this was a good moment of the game to give you all a breath of relaxation. We have been running around. We have been popping balloons. We have been doing a lot of things in the backyard up until this point. So to have a competition in the living room where we just had to sit down and watch something I thought was what was needed. Um, I'm going to just keep this on mute. We all watched the video. It's mostly me, the Bill show, whatever. We can link it for those of you that weren't at the game and would like to see this later. I've got it. Just, we can link it later. But, um, what were our thoughts about the Espresso Patronum Power of Prefect competition? This shit was hilarious. (laughs) Please ask Bill and Dustin if you're watching for the link because this shit is so funny. I can search for it while you're talking to them, Dustin. <laughs> this is like very classic Big Brother. Um, Bill, I think you did an amazing job with this. You were so like, you warned us like a thousand times before you played it. You're like, please don't make fun of me for this. But it was so perfect. I think you did such a great job. And it was like a very legit, very challenging um, competition, but also very fair because I feel like it was like, okay, we know what to look for. We know how to count the coffee mugs and see what's on the board behind him and that kind of thing. So I think it was a great comp. And Erica killed it. She did and Erica it. had a little bit of heads up because we had watched in season one a similar video, not the same one, but Bill was back playing different characters and kind of the same set of questions, I guess, like watch a video, make sure you're watching everything. So Erica did have a little heads up because she had played season one, but still at the same time, never seen the video before, two at the same time. 
I want not quite to... as hilarious. This one was a lot funnier than the other one. Not to say the other one wasn't funny, Bill, but this one is like takes the crown. And I wanted it to be funny, right? Because at the end of the day, I wanted them to be distracted. Like, yes, they have to pay attention to what's on the whiteboard, what specials were there, what kind of drinks was I making. But at the height of it, it was, I think, what I was saying and what I looked like that was pulling your attention away from the whiteboard, away from the character. Well, not the characters, but like what they were actually doing. So I, I think that's the element of the, the it being a little bit challenging is there was just a lot to pay attention to during the competition. Who, if you could remember thinking back, <laughs> who was your favorite? This is me being vain now. Who was your favorite of the four characters? The bro from Gryffindor, the bitch from Slytherin, the like ditzy one from Hufflepuff or the smarty pants from Ravenclaw? What's the bitch from Slytherin? Yeah. <laughs> the ditzy one. Always a bro. <laughs> He was the funnest. I had the most fun playing the bro. Although the barista, I mean, that's, you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, thank you. I'm trying to find the link here. My computer is working really slow because I'm doing a bunch of different things here. Um, so, yeah, I think Erica got like zero questions wrong, maybe one question wrong and ended up taking that, which was a really great moment for Erica because she went all of Season one, not winning anything, constantly at the bottom. I think Erica was kind of the Lexi of season one, not so back to back to back. Correct me if I'm wrong, Dustin, but was always kind of up there until she just wasn't anymore because she mm -hmm. got eliminated. But she talked a lot last season. I got to get a win. I got to get a win. I got to get a win. And that was something that she was talking a lot about in her production call before the game started was I really got to get a win here. I have been playing, this is my second time playing the game now, and I want to just make sure I leave having won something. So it was really, really nice to see our returning player, someone who kind of fell over their feet a couple of times in season one, get something um, from season two. Uh, did she need it? It sounds like she may have needed it, um, but I'm not too sure. Ray, you said that you campaigned a lot. Uh was Erica really adamant about not using the veto or what was that like trying to talk to her? So I feel like we had a very short amount of time to campaign on this one. Um, it was like 10 or 15 minutes. And I talked to every single person in the house, I think, except maybe Amber. Um, not that I had anything against Amber at that point. It was just, I, I kind of needed to, you know, do some time management. I talked to Erica first. I, like got down on my knees and begged her. I'm like, bitch, we had this freaking Slytherin alliance that I have stayed loyal to, despite the fact that every single person told me to vote you out every chance I got. Um, and she was very, very sympathetic. She was actually super, super sweet. She's like, I'm so torn on what to do here. She's like, I really, really, really want to use it on you. And there was one part of me that thought maybe she would do it, but I also wasn't surprised when she didn't do it. And so... Um, after that was when I went to every single person in the house, like divulged some secrets, some, you know, alliances, some things like that. And I went up to Dewan and Michael, who at this point I felt like were really running the game, at least in my mind. And they were like, okay, actually I went to Tori first in the garage. Cause I felt pretty close to Tori. Um, Tori after Antonio is probably the person I felt closest to in the game, but Regardless, um, he's like, I feel like you haven't been completely honest with me. You had this power and blah, blah, blah. 
Um, he's like, if you can get the votes, then I'll vote for you to stay. So then I went to Michael and Dewan, and they were like, nobody's voting for you to stay. And I was like, okay. Um, so then I went around to people who I never talked to game with, Kendra and Stacy and just all of these random people. And I was like, please, I will sell my soul to Satan if you keep me in this game. And I thought that I did the best that I could do campaigning wise. I think the mistake that I made, I guess, was this secret power, I, I'm, which I'm sure you're going to ask about. Um, but I think I still would have went home whether I used the power or not. Yeah, I think it's really interesting what you're going to see in the confessional video when that comes up, right? I think there was a lot of different factors for a lot of different people that went into this vote. This is the first vote that I had to enact like a time limit for confessionals to because there was a few people that just took their time and I had to cut people off at that three minute mark. So that's interesting. I'm ready for them. Do we have them? Yeah. You ready? Yeah, let's do it. So um, so the veto obviously does not get used. I forget what Erica said. I'm not going to play it because we're getting short on time and I don't want to keep everybody here for an hour and a half. Um, having three people is tight <laughs> um, tonight. Um, so Erica ends up not using the power prefix. The nominations stay the same. It's between Ray and Lexi. Again, I'm uh, an even bigger of a nervous wreck because uh, I believe it was kind of a... I don't know how much we want to tell them about what we do behind the scenes, but I believe it was a little bit of a race to get Lexi, Amber, Ray, and maybe Nick on the draft picks. I think those were the top four names that everybody on production really, really wanted on their team. So to see Ray and Lexi, someone who had never played before that we were all kind of rooting for, I mean, we were rooting for everybody, but you know, you, you always have a soft spot for the people that have never played a game before. Um, and then my cousin, I'm just like, oh, I don't want either one of them to go. So this was a very nerve wracking round for me. I forgot who ended up having Ray. Do you remember who had Ray? Doesn't matter anymore. But we were all like, oh, my God, what's going to happen? It still matters to us eventually. We'll have to look it up. So. Right, we'll have to look it up. But uh, so I had no idea what was going to happen. I really thought that uh, it could have gone either way because Lexi huge threat for staying and surviving the block all of the time, being so socially connected. Ray, massive threat for winning things. But I thought both of you had done an amazing job kind of rallying the troops and trying to get numbers. So I'm very interested to see the strategy behind this vote. So um, never before seen. The three of you have not seen this. I have not seen this. So uh, I'm excited. I will post in the alumni chat that that's what we're doing. And the question is, who are you working closest with? Uh, well, first off, it's super hard to play with your husband even more. But um, I understand. Who am I working closest with? I don't have a particular closest. I have multiple closest. Um, not that I'm like their number ones and I'm their number one, but um, I really like Michael, although I'm a little curious about. I heard you maybe with Roy, Ray, <laughs> whatever his name is. Um, so. And Lexi, and he did vote to keep Lexi, so I don't know about that. I got to fill that one out. But he would be if I wasn't concerned about that. Um, but I also have, I mean, I'm close with Nick, and um, I would also like to have Pete's back. Um, and uh, Tori, actually, him and I are, he might actually be considered my number one at the moment, just because of how much we talk. And so I probably would share most of my information. 
okay, I'm in two different alliances. One um, is kind of obvious, two of the people on the block right now, and there was Dewan, Antonio, and myself. And the five of us. So, Nick, you weren't wrong. Pause. 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 We'll have to come back to this. And then, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of with everybody a little bit. Everybody besides Erica, so. <laughs> of course you would that. Um, so so far I've been kind of trying to work a girls' alliance. It's only five of us, and it was like a whole bunch of males, so that kind of would have worked in my favor. Um, and then also I've been kind of working with Slytherin, but I think that's going to be over after I do this vote. Um, and then you know Nick has been kind of giving me advice and. No, other people have given me advice here and there, but like my one true alliance has been the girls so far. Again, hopefully, unlike season one, hopefully it works in my favor. Um, so to me, I feel like I'm potentially working closest with maybe Michael, Tori, and and then Owen. So that's my probably my most inner circle. And then like the next ring out would be like. Um, well, I was working closest with like my Ravenclaw people, and so like Antonio just told me he's super close to Ray, so that's got me nervous. But I've alerted uh, some people about that. That you know, <laughs> mm. I'm actually working with Tori a little bit, Dewan and Michael, Michael more than Dewan. Lexi, I'm working with a lot of people. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm working closest with Nick. Um, we have two powers okay, Nick. combined with other people. So we got a group of three with one group, then a group of three with another group. So we have a diamond power of prefect, and we have a lockable. So, um, yeah, we'll see when we get to use them. Obviously, we don't need to use them now. But, um, oh, y'all had these early. The thing yeah, they did. Odd to me is that no one has picked up on the real foot alumni here, and we aren't hearing anything about that. And so I'm actually working with all the real foot people, and uh, and that just actually came in fruition an hour. I mean, we've all been close, but we've kind of been staying away. We've got to be careful and not be caught together too many times. But I would say, in the big picture, I'm working with the, the real quick people, which is uh, Amber and Dewan and Michael, myself, and then Stacy. I can't really decide if she's in or out, but I would say she'd be in. Uh, I actually want to spoke to Stacy, so I don't know if they have but outside of that group, my closest allies have been uh, Ray and um, uh, Nick, and uh, yeah. So, right, well, how does this vote go down for you? Who are you expelling here today, Keith? So I'm working close with Tori, Nick, um, Antonio. Um, Stacy, 
and okay, so I'm working close with everybody but the people on the block and Erica. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all of the people on the block. Biggest mistake. Um, Sorry, so right now, I mean, I really, really did want to keep Ray, surprisingly, because I think it just makes sense because the, the longer he stays, the more Nick and Amber goes for him. Um, but as of right now, the numbers are not there and no one's willing to make the move and I can't make it by myself. So I'm going to be voting to pick Ray. I know Ray has a power. He told me that he's going to be revealing the votes. I did say he had my vote to keep him, and he said he would give me a frog that he found. Um, but I don't think I want the frog that bad, so I will be voting <laughs> to expel Ray. Well, the problem is I, I hear that this is going to be a public vote. And so if I vote on the wrong side and everybody knows it, then I'm screwed. Uh, the power has not been announced. I don't understand how it's going to be used. I want to talk about this after this vote is over because this is uh -huh. very <laughs> My heart says to vote to say Ray because I'm working with Ray. But everybody says they're voting Ray out. And, but Ray thinks he has seven people to vote him to say. And I just talked to some of them and they are not. Oof. And if you go in there and say publicly that I didn't vote to say Ray, it's going to kill Ray. But if you go in there publicly and say I voted to not say Ray, then I'm going to be screwed with everybody that's in there. I wish I wasn't the first vote. I'm going to give everybody this time limit because it's a tricky vote. <laughs> three minutes, Kate. We're going to need a name. I am voting to expel. Is that what I'm voting for? I'm voting to expel. This game is hard, but it is a game at the end of the day. I love all these people. I'm voting to expel Ray. Well, I know it's going to shock everyone, but Ray. <laughs> that was a quick answer. I'm going to expel the comp beast, which is. Um, oh my God, I forgot his name. Ray. Oh my God. <laughs> options. I'm but, okay. Sorry. I think you said a good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, all right, thank you. For my game, um, I feel like it's another thing where it could be another Frank situation. And if I don't get him out now, I don't think I'll be able to get him out in the future. I'm going to expel, and I hate to say it. Uh, um, I'm going to expel Ray. I am voting to eliminate Ray. This is strictly game. Unfortunately, uh, I'm supposed to be right. Unfortunately, I'm voting to expel Ray today. Just way too good at challenges. And so this is the shot. I love you, Phil. All right. So the first unanimous vote of the season, I think, um, which was Ray. Uh, let's talk about this. This power seems like it played a pretty big factor into how people were voting. Did we use the power correctly? Did we not use the power correctly? We said we wanted to talk about it. Talk. 
I have no, I have no idea. I um, greatly underestimated these cards that I had acquired. I kind of just forgot about them. I had no idea that they were as big of a deal. I mean, any chance I got, I was searching the house for, you know, these secrets, and I found I think two frogs, and then um, I found, I, you know, I won like three cards or something like that for the comps that I won. Um, but it never really registered with me. And this is where I think, you know, I was really good at the comps, but I felt like I was really, I was also really good at talking to everybody, but I was not good at talking game to anybody except the people that I felt comfortable talking game with, which was basically Antonio and Josh, and then a little bit with Tori, but I don't know. Anyway, so I had these cards, but nobody ever asked me what cards I had but apparently everyone else was talking about the cards that they had. The only person that ever asked me what cards I had was Lexi, and I didn't even know who was on the card. I think it was on Hell, or I don't even know. But um, I might be totally wrong with that, but I think it was. Um, anyway, so after the nominations stayed the same, I grabbed Lexi, I took her to her room. I was like, I think we have the same card. Um, and she, I believe had two pieces and I had one piece and somehow I used my stupid power of persuasion to convince her to give me her piece. I gave Peyton the card and, um, it was this reveal the, the vote thing. And I was like, okay, well at this point, I guess I'll just use it because I think I'm going to be evicted either way. And I thought maybe somehow that would make people think that it would be a good idea to keep me, but in reality, it just made the vote unanimous. <laughs> I seem like some of the comments too, like Michael said, more open game talk for you. And you were just going over a few people that you felt comfortable talking game with. And you didn't mention Pete, which I'm surprised by because Pete is one of the few people that puts you into his alliances when we saw in the confessionals. Were you just like disconnected from Pete or just hadn't bridged that yet with him? The one person I also didn't mention that I felt comfortable talking to was Lexi, but we were not as close as everyone made it seem. And that was this other thing that people like to make as an excuse for putting me on the block was, oh, we think you and Lexi are in this like power duo. And Lexi and I were certainly close. I felt very comfortable with her. I never would have nominated her. And I was the only one who never nominated her until she went home. <laughs> um, but we weren't as close as everybody we Yeah. Um, but Pete and I shared a bed together, and I felt like we had a really great connection. And we talked some game, but I felt like we weren't having like in-depth conversations in the game. The only person or two people that I really thought I was having in-depth convos with were Antonio and Josh. And Josh was there for such a brief time. So then after Josh left, I kind of started translating some of that over to Tori even before, or maybe around the time I was on the block, I started telling him more. I told him about the cards I had. I told him about the frogs I found. And he's like, why didn't you tell me this before? And I'm like, so I 100% agree with Michael. I was not talking game with very many people. And I think that that was my big downfall. When, when I was HOH and Stacy told me, I like playing with new people, I didn't believe her. I feel like that was an opportunity that I could have used to align with this whole other half of the house that I wasn't aligned with. I felt like I just wasn't playing a strong social game. So I want to comment on this because I tried to save you this round, right? Um, 
I was one point behind Erica in the POV and I wasn't able to get you off the block. So during that like 15, 20 minutes that we had, people were willing to save you in the beginning. You had the votes to send Lexi out of the door. Um, the problem came about is when we heard that this power was going to be played and people then began to get cold feet because they did not want their vote revealed. Uh, because, you know, they had their other connections elsewhere. So then that's when words became twisted and people are telling you they can save you, but they're not because they're trying to be loyal to other people. Um, I think that was the nail in the coffin for you uh, because I had every intention on, on voting Lexi out this round. Hands down, I was going to keep you. Um, I know Michael was. I know Dewan was. Stacy was open to it. And I wanted to talk to Tori, but by the time I came downstairs, he was sitting next to Kendra and he said, there's a power getting played. Everybody's voting Ray out. What are you doing? Yeah, it looks like Michael's <laughs> kind of reiterating that too. Um, yeah. He's saying yeah. that Tori and Kendra really put their foot down and they were mm -hmm. like, no, we can't do it right now. And um, he knew it would be smart to keep you in, but... And he's right. Oh. We all talked about it, yep. So if we didn't promote the fact that we have this power that's going to make a vote public, do we think Ray stays? I think Ray stays because I think Tori would have been open to keeping him. Maybe not Kendra, but I think Tori flips. I so wait, did you just Tori. like panic play the power or? <laughs> yeah. At that point, I was grasping at straws. I knew I had won three comps. I was this huge target already. I was just trying. I had no idea what the power was. And so once I had the power, my understanding was I couldn't give it back to Lexi. It was my power. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, I'm probably going to go home either way. So I may as well just play the target or play the power. I'm not sure that Tori does flip whether you use it or not. I just, I was, I was pretty close. So Tori would have been in my top like two, I think like they would have, like he was really, I was really close to him. I don't think he would have saved you. I, I think it was, and it was partially because of like, I, I was pushing for you to go at the time. So if it makes you feel any better, you know, I don't think you did anything terrible by playing the power. I could be wrong. Absolutely. Cannot speak for Tori, but I don't, this is Kendra um, here in the comments saying that in hindsight, maybe she shouldn't have listened so close with um, Tori. So, ah, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? <laughs> um, did we want to go quick back to um, Michael's alliances? Nick wanted to go back for that. Oh yeah, Nick said pause, pause, pause. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, just there just a quick thing because I got yelled at. at uh, well, like Michael Yuri. was wondering about it too. Um, that's Erica, but Michael right above that, so. Yeah, Michael, let's talk about it. No, I love Michael very much. But I got yelled at when I got into a screaming match with both Dewan and then not really Michael, but Michael was kind of there. And then Dewan was telling me how I was wrong. There was never any group. Even after the game, he was like, you're wrong. You're dumb. Everyone who played Doubt was dumb. You know, all that shit. And I was told that this wasn't a thing. I will say, I do think, looking back, I had the correct mindset. I had the wrong people. Ray and Lexi, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Should not have been you. Should have been Michael and Dewan at the time. I mean, look at that alliance. I, I and I should have trusted everybody that you said you saw on the stairs. 
It was literally everybody I saw, except I, I don't think I saw Antonio up there. I wasn't I wasn't there for that, yeah, no. Other than that, I literally saw it. I literally mentally noted that, and that's why. That's literally why Ray and Lexi went up. That's literally why. Because I was truly, like, I felt cool with Ray. I wasn't after Ray. I wasn't like, I'm going to get this bitch. Like, it was just whatever. <laughs> and I was honestly trying to fix it with Lexi. I fucking love Lexi. She's amazing. I was honestly trying to fix it with her. It was just a terrible HOH at a terrible time. All right, so in the first unanimous vote of the season, Ray was eliminated. He made the last pre-juror. We quickly rushed him out to the front yard for his exit interview. After we watch Ray's exit interview, I'll just do a quick roundtable final thoughts about the game. Oh, my God. Look at all those music notes. I'm very triggered. Is that the next competition? I do. Uh, we can just skip over that part in the recap, okay? Let's not go back to that. You know, sometimes planning these things, it works out really well in your head, and then you do them live, and you're like, this just did not work. We'll talk about that next week. But um, we'll go do a quick little wrap-up, final thoughts, um, feelings about the game. I'll reveal the clue for Season 3, and then we'll end here. So today's a little bit longer of an episode, but maybe like – seven more minutes we like the number seven. uh tori said he wouldn't flip or i i would have definitely flipped and kept ray but i've kept asking about the cards and ray once again did not so enlightened folks enlightened so things we learn you know we play our first game not ever knowing what these are you know we obviously make tiny little mistakes i remember the first game well I went pretty far in my first game, <laughs> but I ended up losing it for myself in the end, right? I got too caught up in other things. So we all make those looking back on it. Ah, I don't know if that was the right move. So you're, we've all, everyone on this call has done it, right? Not just you. Oh, this way. <laughs> Brutal. So the backyard. <laughs> <what's your name? laughs> oh boy. Oh, Ray, Ray, Ray. Um, you don't have to sit there. You don't have to sit there. You want to sit yeah, there instead? Yeah, was rough. Yeah. That, um, that was like an aggressively harsh light. Um, Ray, what a what an absolute whirlwind of a game you had. Um, you went from the top to the bottom to the top. Um, now you're out. Walk me through. Walk me through um, this last round for you. So like I said, this is the first time I've ever done anything like this. You know, I, I've been watching Great Brothers since I was a kid, so I'm familiar with competitions. But um, this time, um, I I don't know. I you know didn't win the, the POV this time, so I kind of did myself in there. I tried as hard as I could, but still only came third place. So um, when it came down to the votes, I was told that I was safe. Um, I didn't ever. Uh, you know, as much as I wanted to believe it, I could also read the room as people were casting their votes, and I knew um, that I was going to be convicted. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be unanimous, but <laughs> I guess, you know, people really see me as a big threat, which is a compliment, um, and, you know, being here with so many experienced players, so it is a really big compliment that, you know, in the first unanimous vote, it wasn't, you know, one of those who cares unanimous votes, I think that Everybody just really saw me as a huge threat. So, yeah. Um, but before you left, you did stir up a little bit of um, commotion. You played um, a power. Um, you you played the on hell power. Um, remind us again what the um, power was for people that are just tuning in. So uh, the power just revealed the votes. 
Um, but in this case, since it was unanimous, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, and my intention of doing that, um, Lexi and I, who everybody thought we, her and I were in an alliance this whole time, it wasn't true. Um, but uh, she had two of the pieces. I had one of the pieces. I guess I used my social game magic to convince her to give me the piece. <laughs> um, and she did, which was great. Uh, I also had another power uh, that I didn't get to use, um, which is to steal a card. Uh, but I never got a chance to do that. But um, so it uh, revealed the votes. And so I tried to stir things up. There allegedly is another power in play currently um, because another one of my cards was taken for, from me. So we'll see what happens. That's a very interesting. Um, really quick, um, you have um, good game, Ray. Um, my bad, Ray. You're really cool too. Um, and then James Lenoy, who was last year's runner-up, said, "Ray, the Southerners are so proud of you. Hope you had a beautiful time." Um, so you had a lot of people rooting for you. Um, but but quickly before we go, what? Uh, how was your first live experience? You said you're brand new to this community, and we absolutely love this. So, so we kind of talked about that already, right? We can we can skip that, or do we want to watch it? No, you can move on. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Race ready for the last lecture shot already, just to get over this. <laughs> Reliving right. these last moments. So in the last kind of seven minutes as we wrap up here, um, I thought round four was wonderful. I think that this was one of, I think, I don't think the game was smooth sailing up until this point, but I do think that there wasn't too much drama. I think this was the first round where people were flipping and things were changing and words were being said that may or may not have been true. And I think it's the first time that powers really played a big factor. So what are our last thoughts either about this episode or about the game as a whole? Uh, we'll just do a round table. Nick, we'll start with you. Thoughts about the game, thoughts about the round, thoughts about your experience. Last kind of final words here. Um, Specifically, I, I've already said it specifically, Ray, I love you. I hope to see you in more live games. You were playing so well. Um, I made the wrong decision and it cost you your game. So I apologize. That, so that's specifically about this game. But overall, the experience of it was so fun. Such an immersive game. Come on here. Like I said, I played seven or eight live games at this point, varying levels of social um, games. And I mean, this is the most immersive. It, it's the most thematic. It, it's a very fun game. So come and play. Bill is as neurotic as they come. And, and, and it's such a good way in the best way possible because it, it just really facilitates such a good game. So come and play. Lots of fun. Thank you to the cast. It was a lot of fun. Uh, definitely a different game for me, but it was a lot of fun. Come do it. Thank you, Nick. It was wonderful to have you and always mwah, chef's kiss. Uh, Antonio. Um, so yeah, thoughts on the round. Ray, I wish you would have saved the power for another round because we could have potentially saved you and I would have got to keep my showmates in the game longer and potentially you'd have got me probably to flip on a couple of people in the game and let's be completely honest. Um, <clears throat> and then you were going to be a shield for me too, girl, because I was always going to come after you first. Um, <laughs> thoughts on the game as a whole. I loved it. It was my first solo experience in a live game, so very immersive, a lot of fun. I got to meet a lot of great different people. Hopefully I'll get asked back soon. Um, yeah, just a really, really great time. Like I've never, never experienced anything like it. So it was a lot of fun. Awesome. We loved having you, Antonio. You were such a joy to watch. Uh, I really didn't expect the Antonio that I got and maybe I should have. I think I got to go back and rewatch your interview because I really thought you were going to come in all cutesy tootsy friendly lovey and then when you got that sneakiest player I was I was I was shocked to watch <laughs> all weekend. 
Um, you were such a joy. I mean, we talked about you a lot in that prod room. You played a hell of a game. You Thank play. you. Thank you. Um, Ray, what about you? They say you'll always remember your first. Um, hundred percent true. I would love to play this game again. I, you know, would love to still get involved in the community. Antonio messages me, Don and Amber, they message me, Pete messages me. So many people from the game ask me all the time, hey, you should apply for this, you should do this. And I, I get cold feet because it's like, oh, that time doesn't work for me or, or whatever. But I really truly do want to get more involved in the community. And I'm so grateful for this first opportunity. Um, I think the one person who I didn't have closure with from the game was Nick. And I feel like this night tonight has really helped me kind of see, you know, his strategy and his game. And I felt like if there was one person I would have been <laughs> super salty towards if I was a juror, it would have been him. I would have voted for Amber to win. I would have voted for Antonio to win, Tori, whoever. Um, but I probably wouldn't have voted for Nick to win had I been on the jury because I felt like he was the person that just really royally screwed me over. And I don't feel like that anymore. So I feel like these recaps are super great, you know, for these one-on-one -on -one moments where we kind of get to rehash our game. So I'm super grateful that you're doing this, uh, Bill and Dustin. Um, Nick, I love you. I really appreciate hearing, you know, kind of your thought process behind this. I would love to play another um, game with you. Antonio, we talk all the time. You already know I would love to play with you again. I can't wait to come to Alabama. Um, I am so surprised by this experience. I'm so proud of myself, you know, for, for winning all these comps and for doing as well as I did, you know, pre-jury is still, you know, I still won three comps. So I'm really happy with how I played. I would have loved to have gone farther. Um, but I very much look forward to doing something like this again. I will also gladly be on the next season, um, even in a production capacity. I know that there's a lot of, you know, super popular players from this season, but I'm so, so grateful. Uh, for everything that this uh, afforded me. So thank you. Uh, Tori says it perfectly in the comments. Like, how can we not love you, Ray? Thank you. Thank you, Antonio and Nick, for being here as well. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Um, while we talk about the growing this community, there are applications here. Um, Ray, you talked about how well you've done so far. And mind you, you made it past the application pool to even be on the show. Bill and production did a ton of like drastic cuts to get the cast that we had here. So even making it to the cast in person was a feat, but we're so glad to have you, Antonio and Nick and everybody in the cast. Um, just as a reminder, application, follow on the Facebook page, and of course, follow here on YouTube. Back to you, Bill. And Ray, you didn't leave empty-handed, huh? You are this season's um, best preacher, which is uh, the award Dustin got in season one. So you are carrying on the torch very well. Um, we like to award players for doing cool, fun things all season long. So even if you don't walk away with the win, you might walk away with something. Um, so to wrap things up, we have been ending every episode with a clue regarding season three. Dustin's absolutely right. The applications to season three are still open. They close on Halloween. So that would be the scariest trick or treat ever to uh, knock at your name in the pool. So I've said it before. I'll say it again. Write your name down, throw it in the goblet of fire, and who knows, that goblet might just spit your name out as one of the competitors playing in season three. And I believe I mentioned it last week where I said we will be returning to the class format. We will be back at Hogwarts for season three, and the HOH competitions and the Power of Griefix competitions will be really related to the types of courses that you'll take at Hogwarts. However, charms 
just might be one of the most important classes you'll need to take in BBH3 because casting magic will play a very critical role next year. So for those of you that are applying, thinking about applying, or already put your name in the pool, practice those spells because you will absolutely need to swish and flick your way to the win in season three. That's all I got for you tonight. Nick, Antonio, Ray, thank you so much for joining us. Dustin, I'll see you same time next week with new special guests right after Survivor, uh, 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central. I'm your headmaster, Bill. I'll see you next week. Bye.